episode 7 of Anime for Trash Thrillers. We're continuing on from the last episode and talking about A3. And this time we'll be continuing on about the Summer Troop. So, even if you haven't listened to the first one, this one will probably just make enough sense for you to go without listening to it. Alrighty, so, episode 7... So it's explained that the Spring Troop will still stay in their dorms and help out. Scripta-chan's still writing their original scripts. Oh, well, that's fantastic, considering how good his Shakespeare one was. But they will have to be hiring a Summer Troop cast to actually be in the play. So I think they're discussing their new roles and nicely praising Personality-chan and saying how they're looking forward to it, how they hope they'll be good mentors for the new actors, and Sim-chan just like, I will do anything you tell me. Like, okay, Sim-chan, just read the room and tone it down a bit. Okay. Enter new opening. Well, it's the same opening song, but with different vocalists and animations for the new troupe. And... All I took from it was that there was a kid blushing over reading manga. Was it Doki Doki Shoujo or straight up porn? Who knows? We'll find out later. We have the auditions. Hi, whoever the fuck turns up. So, the super excited graphic designer and the costume boy, little Simi boy, they are back. I should have seen this coming from a mile away. We'll say it was because I was too busy trying to figure out how the fuck the plot for the play works. So our little graphic designer, our little hyperchan here, because he likes a theatre company, but he comes across as a type of guy that would like anything he was introduced to. Single Boy came along to be costume designer again, but got roped into acting because no one wants to join this shitty theatre company. Just gonna say, if you opened up spots for girls, well, I'm sure there'd be a whole pack of Fujoshi who saw the play like 50 times he'd love to join. Hyperchan kind of annoying, but I like Simi Boy. His little pink Lolita skirt and matching beret are simply gorgeous. We then have enter an incredibly shy and anxious kid. Well, that's gonna be a good mix for theatre. Point is, I like this kid too. He's the one that was possibly reading porn in the opening. And I think we've seen him in previous episodes when there's a suspicious close-up on this so-called background character. And then we have this grumpy guy. I think he appeared maybe right back in the first episode, just being grumpy. And he is, well. Well, he needs no introduction as everyone remembers him as that very super famous person on TV. Except Simi Boy. And Mr. Famous is not impressed. I am very confused as to who this guy is or why he's here, but we'll have to wait and see. See, I like this guy too. I like all of these guys more than the lame spring troop. Well, that's how it starts with these types of franchises. The first and main group are bland to appeal to a large audience. And after the franchise has got said audience, then the other remaining groups get niched up a bit to cater to people with more specific tastes, aka fetishes. Since now everyone's arrived, it's time to start the audition. Mr. Famous hesitating and sighing as he goes up on stage. Oh no, there's some deep shit to explore later! First off, everyone has to list off their name and acting experience, and Hyperchan's all excited, and he's like, Hey, I'm at college, and I have no acting experience! Simi Boy like, Considering I said earlier on, Oh, I wasn't expecting to become an actor for this trip. What the fuck do you think my acting experience is? 
Shy Boy can barely tell anyone the obvious of having no acting experience. Then Mr. Famous like, I have been a very famous and well-known actor for the vast majority of my 17-year-long existence. He explains that he's a, a film actor but has never done live theatre. That sort of makes sense. But like I said before, idols regularly perform in stage plays despite the fact that they have little to no acting experience. You don't even need to be popular, such as Fumi. He's a member of ABCZ. They are the least popular boy band at Johnny's Entertainment, the king of boy bands in Japan. Now, I did a very accurate research where I googled someone who had a blog... (laughs) that stated um, the fan club numbers as of August 2018. So according to this, to put things into perspective, ABCZ's fan club had 60,000 members. Then the next least popular fan club, which was for an actor, aka not a boy band, had 106,000 club members. Just to put into perspective how unpopular poor ABCZ are. So yeah, even this guy from a not super popular group gets cast in professional musicals. Though he does have a great voice from when I can remember listening to the songs like a year or two ago and from what my sisters told me. But still. So the fact that this guy's agent didn't hook him up with an already successful theatre group is just bad management on their part. Mr. Famous also says it's because he liked their Romeo and Julius play, but I'm not buying it. More because the play was terrible, like who the fuck would like it, as opposed to me thinking he's a liar. Now, the audition is to say hello in four different emotions. Simi Boy does fine, since this isn't a hard task. Hyperchan does well, and then his last one is just him saying really excitedly, Yo! I can't remember exactly what the subtitle said, but Simi Boy called a Hyperchan Loudy McExtrovert or something. Is that what self-proclaimed wearing it on your shirt like a badge of honor introverts call extroverts? So Shy Boy starts off by saying it all em- embarrassed and personality chants like, Oh, was that emotion joy? Like, what the fuck do you think it was? So then he has to start again and he just does what the others did, but the very watered down and cute version. It's like he has the range of the standard Shy Moe girl character. Then Mr. Famous goes and, Oh, oh my. Before he even says anything, he puts his game face on. And we see everyone's shocked reactions. And then he says, hello, in the four most beautiful portrayals of emotion seen to man. Okay, realistically, he did stand out doing a better job than the others. But from the reaction of the other cast members, you'd think it was like that. Then, oh wow, Personality Chan's big reveal is that everyone passed the audition. Who would have thought a theatre troupe would accept a whole four people for their current actorless next show? Mr. Famous is like, I can't act with these talentless nobodies. Personality Chan talks about the dorms and reminds the younger members that they need permission from their legal guardians. And Simi Boy like, yep, they said yes. They, they even let their less cute child out into the world. I have no idea what that means since his hyperchan puts it, but you're really cute. 
cute. So, in personality, Chun's like, yep, cool, that's good enough. I don't need to hear from your parents or get a signature. Just having permission relayed through a third person who may have a biased opinion since they want to stay here is enough for me. Mr. Famous said his famous actor parents are working overseas so she probably can't get through to them and she's like, leaving a voice message they may or may not delete will suffice. Now they do have to share rooms this time, the dorms are getting pretty full. But the spare rooms go to Simi Boy and Mr. Famous, however. So that guy who ran the theatre company into the ground when there was no one else running it, I mentioned him in the Spring Tree Potty in the first step, which when I watched that first step and wrote about it, it aired in January. And I need to mention him because now that everyone's played Animal Crossing and have seen the comedian's jacket, he's wearing one of those, but it's like 20 years old and moth-eaten and shit. He tells us as one of the spare rooms is haunted. <gasps> And as such has not been cleaned for years. And personality John's like, yeah, that did definitely make it uninhabitable. Everyone's too chicken to open the door, so personality chan goes to you, then depressed comedian man's like, hold it, let me call your simp up for you. And as soon as she asks Simp Chan to open the door, boy rips it open. And then I don't even know how to start. But let's see how I'll go. So there is a squatter. He says he's been there since before the Romeo No Homo play was written. He reckoned he parkoured his way through its second story window. The room is filled with bunting and traffic cones and there's boys holding an onigiri and the walls are nicely painted with triangles. Okay, they're too nice to have not been repainted recently. Like, this kid full-on painted this room and no one noticed. And yes, he is wearing a sweater covered in triangles because he is obsessed with triangles. I don't know what to say. If I was thinking of a character that would appeal to teenage girls, hey, let's have a guy that's obsessed with triangles. Wouldn't really be in that thought process. When everyone's trying to hold him down, he fucking parkours away from them and personality Chan is very impressed. When depressed comedian offers to call the cops, she's like, nah, considering how low our bar for entry is for this trip, he can join too. Now, Mr. Famous has decided that he would prefer to share a room with Simi Boy over Illuminati Chan, but Simi Boy are like, oh, so I wasn't good enough for you before, but now I'm fine, and Mr. Famous is like, he had filthy abandoned traffic cones in his room. Even you're better than that. Episode 8. Okay, before I can start, I have to talk about Simi Boy and Shy Boy's school uniform. It is a bright purple sailor shirt with bright purple pants that fashionably stop above the ankles. Okay, there are plenty, plenty of ridiculous uniforms in anime that no school would ever have, but this shit takes the cake. You fucking try to get a 14-year-old boy in that purple ensemble. I dare you, but not like you find a random teen and try to shove them in that outfit because that's illegal. Shy Boy runs up to Simi Boy after school to walk to the theatre and Simi Boy's like, if we walk together, people will find out we're doing theatre, which is embarrassing and we'll get bullied for. 
Yes, the teenage boy who walks around and dresses is scared. He'll start getting bullied now over theatre and nothing else. Shy Boy doesn't really mind the idea of them being bullied as long as it's together. Yeah, we'll be called Twin Chibis and the Shorty Crew and a couple. Yeah, that's the worst. And Simi Boy's like, yes, it is. And Shy Boy's like, oh, okay. So they end up walking to the theatre a metre apart from one another because that's not suspicious at all. Hyperchan meets them from wherever the fuck he goes off to on his days off and then Mr Famous's Porsche pulls up and he tells his manager to keep driving because he'll walk to the theatre with his peasant cast members. To be clear, there was enough room in the Porsche for him to just give everyone a lift, the little shit. The troupe perform an etude, which Mr. Famous explains is a common improv warm-up that you've probably never heard of before since you're not into theatre. Listen here, mate. I did drama all six years of high school, almost ten years ago, and I have never heard of this. And unfortunately, it isn't etude, as in etude house cosmetics with the super, super cutesy shiny promotional photos. Personality Chan tells them to pair off, even though there's five of them. So Simi Boy and Shy Boy are up first, and they basically play themselves. Well, they're supposed to be playing teenage girls, but they're both so effeminate that they're basically just playing themselves. Shy Boy even stutters pretty much every line he says. But it is a bit different because Simi Boy asks Shy Boy to go to karaoke with him, when in real life he can't even stand the idea of the two of them being seen together. Mr. Famous like, ooh, shit. And Personality Chan's like, that was good for a first try. Say it with me now, a first try. And it's Hyper Chan and Illuminati Chan. Hyper Chan just casually starts pretending to be running late for something. Then whoosh, Illuminati Chan grasping that offer with all his might suddenly acts as a stressed manager, rushing him to his next job, and everyone's like, the squatter can act? Who knows? Maybe he's made lots of cool parkour videos for YouTube and got good at acting as a result. So then, since Illuminati-chan was so good, he gets to do it with Mr. Famous now. And they start a dramatic argument. Mr. Famous, the frustrated younger brother, and his irresponsible, never-at-home older brother, who doesn't even care about their dying father. Beautiful. Tears and snot ran down my face. Scripter Chan comes in for a meeting to come up with ideas for the script. He says he can write better if he has the actors in mind, so he wants to know who wants to be the lead. This was the wrong question to ask because everyone said yes. Yes, even Shy Boy who spends more time looking like he's in pain when acting than having fun, which personality Chan is as surprised and perplexed by this as I am. It's, but it's because Shy Boy wants to be a hero. For clarity, he's even more of a little bitch than Deku. So good luck there, buddy. Simi Boy does more so he can show off whatever gorgeous outfit he makes. And Illuminati-chan does because he wants the most triangle role. I, I don't... I don't know how the lead role is more triangular. I'm sure if I asked a theater major this question, they could bullshit it and answer for me. Scripture and Personality Chan comment that this is the exact opposite when no one in this spring trip wanted the lead. Excuse fucking me. I'm pretty sure our little red-headed protagonist fought nail and skin for that role and to keep it. At least acknowledge his efforts. 
By the way, Mr. Famous is disgusted that these nobodies think they deserve the main role over someone as experienced and amazing as himself. So then Scripter Chan figures, okay, I'll write a script where everyone's a main character. I mean, it's not a bad idea, but all those boomers would be disgusted at this participation certificate style compromise. They discussed that in the old theatre, each troupe had a theme. So the spring troupe would do Shakespeare and the summer troupe would do comedy. Mr. Famous being like, I'm sorry, but I'm a real actor. Only drama's for me. And sly little personality chan's like, well, that's okay. We won't do it if it's too challenging. And Mr. Famous is like, not at all, madame. If anything, a comedy is probably the best genre to do with equal roles, so it makes sense. Next week at school, as the two theatre schoolboys social distance for the sake of Simi Boy's apparently illustrious reputation, some of old Shy Boy's teammates come along. Backstory! Something I don't think I've mentioned because I've only really noticed it myself. The animation team is so lazy that most of the flashbacks, which there are a fair bit of, are just talked about by the character with no accompanying animation to actually show what happened. So according to Shy Boy's backstory, he became the star sprinter on the track team because he liked a shoujo manga about a sprinter. That sounds dumb. But Gunba Fly High, a manga about a high schooler working towards winning gold at the Olympics in gymnastics, inspired Kohei Uchimura, an actual gymnast who won gold at the Olympics. So cool. See, the most inspired I get by media to do anything is to make this crap all a podcast, and by media and inspiration, I usually mean, so teaming will think I'm cool, which will never happen. But this guy is the real deal, and that's awesome. But Shiroi got injured, so he couldn't run anymore, so he decided to change his dream into being a shoujo prince instead. Look, considering you don't have a long, thick, curly, golden mullet, you're doing a terrible job of achieving this dream so far. There might be other acting shoujos out there, but the first one that comes to mind, and the only one I can think of, is Skip Beat. And the protagonist in, well, the male prince character, if you will, in that, Ren, the tall, dark, handsome main love interest that Shy Boy is absolutely nothing like. So, I don't know, kid. Maybe keep your goals more achievable, like Suwako from Kimi ni Todoke, where all she aimed for was to have people not be scared of her. A tiny, soft-spoken, non-intimidating teenage girl. And to hook up with the guy who was completely obsessed with her from the moment he laid eyes on her. Like, that seems more doable. But at least we have some clarity that in the opening he's there having a bit too much fun reading shoujo manga and not porn. After this moment it stirs Simi Boy to let them walk together. Whether it was because he realises his old track teammates were nice and wouldn't make fun of them for doing theatre, or if it's because now he knows he's the school's old track and field star, he's cool enough to walk with him again. Scripted Chan pulls another all-nighter to finish this script, even though there was no time limit set this time round, so he didn't really need to. When Illuminati-chan asks if his role was triangular, Scripted Chan said no it wasn't. You literally wrote a comedy script and you couldn't add any triangular features to this guy's character? 
Something I need to mention about Illuminati-chan. Even these pupils are triangle-shaped. So Scripted-chan has written this time a comedy rendition of Arabian Nights Tales. Does this kid have any original ideas? Fucking living out his public domain life. When Illuminati-chan realizes he's the genie, he's like, Hmm, triangle-ish, I like it. I mean, sure, the genie could come from a triangle-shaped lamp. Otherwise, I have no idea how this role is representative of a triangle in any way, shape, or form. Shy Boy is Sinbad, which he's happy because he's the hero. Hyperchan is Aladdin, Mr. Famous is Alibaba, and Simi-chan is the princess narrator. She has a name. I can't remember it, but I'll try to next step. Spoiler alert. I never remembered this poor woman's name. I'm sorry, but it was very long and she's a horrid or something. It was something like that. We'll just call him the princess. That's easier. Simu Boy is so excited and serious about making costumes that he doesn't even hear Mr. Famous making fun of him for it. Mr. Famous is worried because everything is going to be handmade. I'm sorry, but you have costume people working on all your movies. They don't just fucking send all their costume requests off to a factory or anything. Plus, what company would make good Arabian Nights outfits? Good luck finding any genie outfits that aren't the sexy version. From what they read of the script, it's okay. There is nothing more painful than watching a show with like a stand-up or comedic play segment that's supposed to be funny but isn't. Luckily, though I wouldn't say the lines I heard were particularly hilarious or anything, they passed the cringe test. There's a line where Aladdin flirts with the princess and personality chan thinks fucking nailed casting the sleazy hyper chan as the playboy. Everyone is concerned about Shy Boy since he's mumbling and stuttering over his lines, even though Simi Boy is not much better. Mr. Famous is frustrated at their lack of talent, and after much thinking, he knocks on Personality Chan's door in the middle of the night and says, I think I know how to get us to act better. I did some research, and Personality Chan's there, and you're getting ready for the long spiel, and he just like, we sleep together. And she's like, what? And he's like, the cast, we sleep together. And she's just like, well, okay, whatever you reckon works. Episode 9. Because this is the summer trip, they get to go on a summer trip. And that's the only reasoning I have for this trip, because all they do is act and bond, which the spring trip were just fine doing at the theatre. So it's the summer trip, but personality chan. And the comedian guy, he says... But what will the dorms do without me? Considering you had a squatter there for a couple of months without realizing, I don't think your absence will make that much difference. But Simchan wants to go. Even when he finds out the comedian's just an errand boy, he's like, Let me do anything for you! Whenever they're acting, Mr. Famous just takes over as director, so personality chan's just over here like, Sweet, ain't gotta do shit today. Midline, Illuminati-chan gets distracted by a triangle-shaped cloud. Personality-chan decides that a good bonding activity would be for them to all cook together. The bonding through cooking goes really well when Mr. Famous immediately starts arguing with everyone because, like, the rice wasn't washed properly or something. For fuck's sake, it's rice. It comes pre-washed and packaged, and once you boil it, it'd kill any germs on it anyway. 
Anyway, the argument about washing rice properly and only using a certain type of rice, they're all carbs, they all taste similar. It somehow escalates to him yelling at Hyperchan that he's a people pleaser with superficial friendships. I wouldn't say he's a people pleaser, he's pretty fucking annoying, but still. The next morning, when they're doing warm-ups, it's super, super awkward when Mr. Famous is there. But then he says he was a bit harsh on them, and they're like, all is forgiven, and all move on. Well, except Simi Boy. But then Shy Boy reminds him, for a person who is physically incapable of apologizing to people, that was a really big step for Mr. Famous today. Shy Boy was a fucking nerd. He got Arabian Nights out from the library and read it. The first copy of it that comes up in Google is roughly 450 pages long, which isn't too long, but it's still a big jump from shoujo manga. He does these lines good today, and Illuminati-chan gives him a little triangle doll, and everyone's like, what the fuck? But Chai Boy like, ah, it's an upgrade from the eraser he gave me before. Well, at least you understand his motive, Shy Boy. That evening, Personality-chan decides instead of trying to get them to bond over cooking, they bond over fireworks. Everyone's excited except for Mr. Famous. He had to do a commercial with a chick where they played with fireworks and Shy Boy like, Ah, it's just like from a shoujo. Where the fuck was that comment when you were all cooking and acting together? Hyper-chan tells Mr. Famous that these fireworks are gonna explode! And Mr. Famous literally grabs a helmet and lands on top of Shy Boy to protect him from the blast. Okay. There is not knowing a lot about fireworks. There is being stupid. And then there is this reaction. I don't know why Shy Boy didn't gush over the classic surgery moment of someone accidentally falling on top of him. Mr. Famous admits that he was too busy being famous to go on school trips, and Illuminati-chan says he doesn't live with his parents, nor does he have any intention of returning home. Was it the triangles that told you to leave your parents? The after credit shot is just them all sleeping together. Yep, that's it. No dialogue or run into the next episode or nothing. Just, here is some cute boys sleeping. Please enjoy. Episode 10. The cast members have each been given 10 tickets to sell each. And Illuminati-chan ain't sold shit because honestly, I don't think this kid had talked to an actual person in months by the time they discovered he was squatting in the dorms. The grumpy old acting coach from before arrives and he's like, well, at least you aren't as shit as the first troop. And everyone's kind of shit. Shy boy shit because his whole performance is weak, weak voice, weak movements, must be strong. And Mr. Famous is the shittest of all because he's playing his character too straight. Bullshit. Half of comedy is acting serious in ridiculous situations, that's what makes them funny. He's probably just like being the straight man in the play for Christ's sake. This theatre company is so fucking old and stingy, they still have a VHS player to play an old recording of the original Summer Troop on. And everyone gets sad watching it because the theatre troupe is no longer together. Like, yes. Most casts just kinda disperse and most likely never see one another again. That's just how showbiz works, kids. No need to romanticise it. And guess who's in the VHS but that dodgy Andy Warhol. When they start watching it, Personality Chan's like, holy shit, it's my dad! And everyone's like, your dad owned the theatre company? Like, yeah, dickwads, how the fuck do you think a 
theatre company ended up being run by a fucking 22-year-old fresh out of uni. After this, Mr. Famous's acting is much more comedic in that he puts on a funny voice. Wow, he got so much inspiration from that one viewing. Senior Boy has finished all the outfits. Everyone's like, wow, when did you get time to make them? And he's like, after rehearsal. And they're all shocked. Even though he lives in the same building as all of them, he even shares his room. What? His roomie Mr. Famous didn't notice all the fucking fabric or the sewing machine wearing away in the wee hours of the morning? They get in a photographer since, as Hyperchan puts it, the old comedian's photos were so shit last time, it was hard making the flyers. Instead of hiring a real photographer, Hyperchan hires a photography student and Simi Boy like, well, if he isn't a real photographer, his pictures could be shit. And Mr. Famous is like, you are 15 and are already making professionally made costumes for us. The photographer is hot and ends up looking lovingly and longingly at the stage like, yep, he's slayed for the autumn troupe. Hyperchan fixes up the website and ooh, it got their photos on it. And Illuminati-chan like, ah, the photos are all triangles. And Hyperchan's like, yeah, man, I did it just for you. That is so sweet. Fuck, please. And also, fuck Scrape the Chan for not being able to do the same. And then Mr. Famous requests his photos to be taken down because he doesn't want people coming to the play purely because he's in it. Like, the theatre will literally close down if they don't sell out on closing night. So in other circumstances, that would be seen as not selling out or doing it for the sake of art or some shit. But in this situation, it's seen as a real asshole move. Shy Boy and Simi Boy are handing out the newly made flyers. Yes, get the kid with crippling anxiety and the one with a snarky mouth to hand out the flyers. But as they're handing them out, oh no, a more popular troupe are doing a street performance for their upcoming performance of The Phantom of the Opera. Some bitch in the crowd yells out and one of the actors comes over to her, takes her hand and goes, Christine. Are you my Christine? And all the girls are just gushing. <laughs> Frankly, Shy Boy is very impressed. He says, just like a shoujo hero. Unlike Simi Boy, who's like, wow, even popular troops have to suck up to audience to sell tickets. And this guy is not impressed because he's from the famous God Theater. Yes, how could our Monkai Theater ever defeat the God Theater? So hooray! We have an evil theatre dream! Oh man, I am so excited for evil theatre shenanigans. What are they gonna do? Sneak into the Summer Troops opening night and say Macbeth? When he finds out they're from some shitty little theatre he's never heard of, he's disgusted at these amateurs for talking to him in such an uppity manner. The head of God Theatre appears and he has long black hair. Tell me. Is there such a thing as a shit male anime character with long black hair? Because I don't think there is. So, he takes one of these flyers, sees the Monkai Theatre logo, and then slowly rips it up before their eyes. Shy Boy and Simi Boy are both surprised. Oh, come on, guys. He walks in on you punks picking a fight with one of his stars. He's not just going to take a flyer in earnest and be like, Wow, can't wait to see your play opening night. After the God Theatre troupe make their exit, Shy Boy like, Hmm, I don't 
know, man. I think that flyer shredding was plot relevant. And Simi Boy just denies it like the fucking idiot he is. During rehearsal, Personality-chan reckons the Aladdin scene, aka the biggest and last moment in Act 1, needs more action. Is this your only director trick, where if a scene needs improvement you just chuck in a fight? Mr. Famous says like five goddamn times, but the play needs balance. Have you ever even fucking seen a play? Majority of the climaxes is at the end of Act 1, and then Act 2 is much shorter with less going on, especially musicals. Every Act 1 in a musical ends in a massive all-cast song and dance number, and I'm sure there's gonna be one little picky theatre nerd telling me that it wasn't the case in this one shit-ass musical written by some fresh out of uni hipster all about tennis playing drag queens or some shit. Like, I don't care. It's most of them, so shut up. Anyway, the point is, having a big number at the end of Act 1 is balance. So everyone has an opinion on it except for Hyperchun, because he's being the peacekeeper, and that's cool enough, except it's not, and Mr. Fame is all mad at him for being all flim-flammy about it. So Personality-chan goes to DNM with him about it, and they're rudely interrupted by Illuminati-chan after he returns from triangle hunting in the city. Trying to find that Illuminati base, are ya? Like, he isn't actually a runway, he's just on the run from the Illuminati because he knows too much. So then Hyperchan confesses that in middle school he was a nerd who had no friends. Yes, that's what he actually said. And then he leaves it at that like, no, I need to know what type of nerd you were. And if you were actually bullied for being a nerd because you were a little shit or something, I need to know. So then he turned the hyper up to get along with everyone and learnt that keeping the peace is a great way to make people like you. But now he's a big boy and he wants real friends that will listen to his real opinions no matter what. I mean, as long as you're not a massive racist or something, then yeah, real opinions could work. After that drama's been sorted, we have more drama. Mr. Famous's manager arrives, saying that his dad has returned from overseas and found out that he's doing this play, and personality chan's like, what? But I left a whole voice message! And the manager confesses that she actually left the voice message on his phone, and not Mr. Famous's parents' phone. Seriously? There would have been a message playing, saying that Mr. Famous's manager is not available! Like, how did this woman not know? His dad doesn't want him in the play because he turned down a movie role for it. If his dad is flaky enough to be overseas all the time, I'm sure he doesn't give a fuck about what his kid's up to. Episode 11, everyone's waiting tensely for Mr. Famous to come back after his showdown with his dad. Simu Boy just complaining, excuse me, I made him a very nice costume for this play. The least he could do is wear it. Then he appears with a big old slap mark on his face. Everyone rushes around him, Personality-chan asks him how it went, and he's like, Well, as you can see here, I was physically abused by my father. Anyone gonna call the police on him? Anyone? No? Okay, well, this is awkward. But look, no one cares about Mr. Famous's domestic because it means he can still be in the play and that's all that matters. He's like, guys, I have something to tell you and I'm fucking on the edge of my seat like, yes, yes, boy. Give us your depressing backstory as to why you can't act on stage. And it's because of stage fright. 
and how when filming you take multiple takes to get the best performance, but you don't get to do that with live theatre. For depressing backstories, that one wasn't too stupid. Good job, anime. In this flashback to him freezing up as Peter Pan in a school play, the audience is all hidden in the shadows and looking really creepy. Like this shit belongs in a horror film's fever dream slash breakdown slash hallucination montage. Illuminati-chan is so happy that Mr. Famous is back. He gifts him with one of the most gigantic traffic cones I have ever seen. This thing's like half the height of a grown adult for Pete's sake. I feel like if Illuminati-chan is ready to hand over such an important gift, he's basically asking Mr. Famous to marry him at this point. Something I realised, the logo for A3 is three triangles, which makes Illuminati-chan less random, which upsets me. They're handing out flies again, and these two identical twin nerds, like yes, the only way you can tell them apart is their glasses, love it. And they come up to see me boy and they're like, oh, you're still dressing as a girl. Whilst they're standing there wearing their much manlier matching purple sailor shirt and purple shorts. And they keep picking on him so he ends up flirting them away. But they are so impressed with the idea of a play that they are definitely going to end up in the autumn troupe. Then when Simi Boy has a breakdown in an alleyway, he has a little cry on Shy Boy's shoulder. I mean, I was shipping them from the get-go. I just thought the anime was more set on pairing Simi Boy up with Mr. Famous instead. But Mr. Famous sees the whole thing and lets them put his photos up on the website to stop the younger members getting bullied when handing out flyers. Aww. And like 10 minutes later, they legit sell out. Fucking maybe you should have done that after their confrontation with God Theater. So they run their first dress rehearsal and oh no, it's a disaster. Mr. Famous is just fucking petrified and sweating and just hesitating before shouting out all these lines which causes everyone else to freak out as they deal with their fellow actor in scared horse mode. After that abysmal performance, there's a shot of Illuminati-chan in his bedroom saying how his grandpa said he should get into acting. If your grandpa's so much nicer than your parents, why aren't you living with him? But he has a coffee table in there that's triangle shaped. Fuck, that shit just gives me anxiety. Like just imagine bumping your knee against one of those sharp corners. Mr. Famous is practicing in the theater and Personality Chung comes along and tells him that she's fucked up on stage multiple times. What you have? I thought you were fresh out of uni or did you do an acting degree? But how her fuck ups made the audience laugh harder and therefore they were okay. Yeah, this is pretty good advice, except for serious plays. Don't do this in serious plays. I still remember my drama teachers in high school retelling in horror that an extra in some high school play playing a maid stumbled onto the stage or something, causing the audience to laugh. But then, the actors in the somber play were talking about looking for someone, and this dumbass bimbo had the brainchild of comedically looking under the set tables and pot plants looking for this guy. Like, how attention-seeking and selfish and stupid do you have to be to upstage on that level? Fuck me, it would have been amazing to see. Then everyone walks in and Shy Boy's like, Ah, they're having a romantic moment, but that's okay. She's his director. She was directing him. It's her job. There's nothing romantic about her doing her job. 
Episode 12! Ooh, guys, it's the big night. It's opening night! In order to help calm Mr. Famous down, Illuminati-chan hands him one of those triangle-shaped stencils slash ruler things, which is his lucky and favourite triangle. It's like, how do you judge what is the best triangle? Are there any mathematicians that are able to quantify such data in order to prove if Illuminati-chan's stencil thing really is the best triangle? Then they do a lame hands in chant, but instead of putting their hands in a circle, they just all touch a part of Mr. Famous's chest that's exposed and his long hanging in his low hanging top. And Samy Boy doesn't initially because he's like, that's lame. And he's right, it is lame. I hate them. When I wasn't like an amateur local musical and the bloody 20 plus cast role made to do it, I just like sneak sneak back to my dressing room and hope nobody would end up drilling me on the importance of teamwork or whatever. So I mean, yeah, the play play is funny enough. That's the best and worst I'm giving it. Funny enough. But it does end with Simi Boy's character and Mr. Famous's Alibaba hooking up. So fuck the spring trip with their friendship bullshit. These main shack up. But probably because Simi Boy's playing a girl that it's okay, but it semi-counts. But then how come the summer trip were able to like cross-dress and apparently it just wouldn't be appropriate for the spring trip? Also, Illuminati-chan as the genie just fucking doing flips everywhere. Yeah, nothing says magic like parkour! And Mr. Famous doesn't get the stage frights and reminisces on Personality-chan telling him that stuffing up makes it better. Even though he didn't do that. He forgot A-line, but Shy Boy ad-libbed and saved the day, so I'm not sure why or how he's feeling it. On closing night, there's his parents! And he thought they were overseas, but Personality Chum was able to send them tickets through their agency. Unlike before, when she was apparently unable to ask them to sign their son's permission slip through their agency and just had this child stay illegally on the theatre's premise for a couple of months. Shy Boy's track teammates are here, and he's all nervous, and Simi Boy's like, Bruh, you invited them. And those... And those, those nasty but still super cute looking twin bullies are there. Well, at least we know Simi Boy's advertising method of flirting with them was effective. And Illuminati-chan lost his favourite triangle that used to belong to his grandfather. He's what? Like, this kid is the silliest character in the show, but every now and again he just drops a bit of info about his dark past. So now everyone's all nervous, but it's okay because the spring trip are here to cheer them up. And they're on fire! Bloody Mr. Famous Adlib and here, there, and everywhere! And they somehow managed to pull it off! When the play ends, it just centers on the twins who are just sitting there with complete looks of shock on their face until they slowly stand up and start clapping. Like, what does that expression even mean? Were they just that impressed with the show? Were they feeling conflicted because they thought Simi Boy looked fresh as in his little knockoff Jasmine outfit? Were they in sheer disbelief that Simi Boy thinking inviting them to this show would actually stop them bullying him instead of giving them more material to be mean to him? Mr. Famous's parents don't even stick around to say goodbye to him. They just fuck off on a plane goodness knows where. But they leave a little note saying they now trust him to make decisions about his career. Fucking, they couldn't even add a couple of hugs and kisses? Man, I don't think I've said it yet, but I'm saying it now. This guy has shit parents. I mean, I probably should have said it after his dad bashed him because he decided to do a play, but 
yeah, there's shit. Good thing he is working, because once he turns 18, he can fuck off for good. When Illuminati-chan's reminiscing about their last performance, he thinks, Jeez, if my grandpa was still alive, he would have loved it. What the? What? Can we just have a spin-off series about Illuminati-chan? I feel like he did drop enough hints about here and there about his pre-Monkai theater life, but I need to know more. Personality-chan runs into Andy Warhol in the foyer, and only then, when she zooms in on his little freckles, does she realize it was him in the past videos? I don't know. I think it was more the fact that everything else about him in that video looked exactly like him that gave it away. The episode ends with these two guys who are the best fighters getting ready to fight. Like, that's the vague cliffhanger I have to wait three months to see fulfilled. And that was the spring and summer trips for A3. <gasps> I loved it! It was so cute! I can't wait for the autumn and winter troops in October. It does a great job at showing the audience what is good and bad acting. And then showing the progress that everyone makes. This type of thing tends to get very muddled in idol anime. And plenty of other media too. So it's nice to see it done right and it makes the process a much less cringy watching experience as a result. No, sorry, it's like... Because often when there's, you know, like, cute boys doing cute things type of show, the, the thing part tends to get forget and f forget forgotten about over the cute part. Whilst I feel like with this, at least, I feel like if you wanted to watch it to watch a show about acting, there's, like, maybe, maybe not quite enough. <laughs> almost! There is almost enough acting stuff for you to watch it purely because, hey, I, I like watching theater. I want to see people talk about theater. There's almost enough of that in order for you to watch it if you don't give a crap about cute boys. Alrighty, that was this week's episode of Anime for Trash Dwellers. I do have an Instagram, a Tumblr, and a suspended Twitter that I can't use at Insufferable Weeb, so you can hit those up because I think that's what you're supposed to do at the end of podcasts. You're supposed to show your social medias, even though mostly what I post on social media is just the upcoming episodes of this podcast, which you could just subscribe to if you really wanted it. So uh, that was probably a pointless plug, but maybe someone got something out of it. Maybe someone's like, oh, I didn't know you had Instagram. That's cool. I don't know. Well, is that episode done? Thanks for listening. Bye.